Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Brian Urlacher will join us in studio. Dan Orlovsky from the Mothership will stop by as well. Your contributions in a variety of ways, you can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Make sure you keep an eye out on the Dan Patrick Show store because we have uh, the Crappensburg State baseball t-shirts, the uh, Double Deuce, which is the bar on campus at Crappensburg State, and uh, you can pick up all of those items at danpatrick.com. A couple others up there, too. Also, the tailgate moonshine. We have your moonshine for the fall. And probably next week, we'll let you know, make sure you signed up for the newsletter. If you're signed up for the newsletter, you'll hear about it before anybody else. Stat of the day is always brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. It'll be the Astros and the Twins coming up tonight and the Orioles and the Rangers, the Braves over the Phillies in dramatic fashion, and the Diamondbacks up two games to none on the Dodgers. Keep in mind, it's a best-of-five series. Yes. The Braves' win over the Phillies was huge because if the Braves go down 0-2, losing at home, now you go to Philadelphia with that atmosphere, and you could say goodbye to the Braves. But they had a uh, double play to end the game. The, uh, of course, 8-5-3 double play that you've come to expect so often. And the Dodgers can't get starting pitching, and you can't get good hitting. You can't get any hitting. And here are the Diamondbacks who won 84 games. They don't know any better. They're like, I don't know. You guys are really good. You guys spent a lot of money. Uh, But it's the teams that scrape and scrap to get into the postseason that always make me nervous. Raiders hold off the Packers. That was not pretty at all for either team. Both teams now two and three. Eight seven seven three DP show. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. I watched some basketball last night. We'll talk about that. The future of the NBA, where every 
seven foot four player is shooting threes and got a good handle because it felt like that last night with Chet Holmgren versus Victor Wembayama. Seaton, what kind of pull? Oh, let me get the NFL news. The Vikings have placed Justin Jefferson on the injured reserve list. Hamstring injury. Suffered that in the loss to Kansas City. There is no timeline for him to come back. Now, I'm curious about the Vikings as they move forward. We talked about this before the season started. And we said the one player who could change everything for a team if he got hurt. Now, we were talking, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and some of the, we were looking at non-quarterback. And we said Justin Jefferson, because this is a team that was really good last year, at least really good in close games. I didn't think they were a good team. And then you have Kirk D. Cousins. Is he going to be available? Does anybody want Kirk Cousins? And Justin Jefferson, if he got hurt, what would that mean for this team? Well, he's hurt, and now we have to bring up that conversation, because Minnesota is one in four. Three of their next four are on the road. The only home game is with the Niners. Yikes! They do have the Bears coming up. The much-improved Bears. (laughs) (laughs) Only one way to go. Yeah, much-improved. And here you are. What do you do as you move forward? The trade deadline at the end of the month. If they have... If they're two and seven, two and six then what are you doing? It's over. And then can you have a tag sale? Do you want to pick up uh, Kirk Cousins? You don't want to lose Justin Jefferson. You can make the argument that's the best receiver in the game. But as far as Kirk D. Cousins, would somebody want to pick him up? And I was wondering about this last night with the Raiders. Now, the Raiders got the win. I don't know if everybody's comfortable moving forward there because – Devontae Adams doesn't sound like he's thrilled to be a Raider. Enough, yes. Yeah, more than I would like, but, I mean, that's, that's what every team does, so it doesn't make an excuse. we still got to find a way to give me the ball. I mean, like I said many times, if, if we're going off of just getting the ball in single covers, I'll have 22 catches on a year. So we got to find a way either way. Okay. It's not like he had an agenda. He was asked about this, but, you know, they're, were they covering you differently? Every receiver thinks they're open. Everyone. But he had one target in the first half. So if you're going to have an offensive-minded head coach, Jimmy G, I got to get the ball to Devontae Adams. That seems like all else fails. Even if you're double covered, I'd, I'd still feel better throwing in Devontae Adams' direction. Now, I did wonder about this last night as I'm watching the game. Is Devontae Adams... Does he want to stay with the Raiders? You're not going to win the division. You're not going to make the playoffs. And where do you stand even in your own division? I mean, Denver might eventually get it right. Chargers might eventually get it right. Kansas City has gotten it right. Do you have your quarterback of the future? And the answer is no. Do you have your coach of the future? And the answer is no. If you're Devontae Adams, do you say, how about you reunite me? with Derek Carr in New Orleans. How about that? And the Saints are in a winnable division, three and two. Now, maybe this is jumping the gun a little bit, maybe a recency bias, but and I'm guilty of that after watching last night. Thinking he's a great receiver, but you're not treating him like he's a great receiver. It's like Jamar Chase said, I'm always open. And then he was always open this past weekend. He looked great. 
Uh, Stefan Diggs, same way. Give me the ball. I'm always open. Well, do that's where you have to come up with a game plan that puts the ball in your best player's hands. And if you have one target for Devontae Adams, he had four targets on the game. By the way, four targets, four catches. I'm going to guess if you're looking at who did their job, Devontae Adams did his job. But And then you look at the Packers situation. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. They had a pretty good month, and now in, into October, and you're going to have these struggles. Jordan Love throws three interceptions. You're going to have games like that. Every quarterback has had games like that, even great quarterbacks. And I don't know where Jordan Love is. I, I do like him. I think they know what they have. I think that moving forward, he's going to be their quarterback. I'm just not sure uh, what to expect from uh, the team this year. Because I thought, all right, Detroit is the class of the division. I didn't like the Bears, and I didn't like the Vikings. Can you hang around and get nine or ten wins? Can you sneak in? And that's what I wondered. Here's Matt LaFleur, the Packers head coach, talking about those three interceptions. I think any time when you have three turnovers, it's tough to overcome that. And we got to do a better job, I think, uh, a couple of those plays, the one bang bang play that, where Jordan tried to throw the ball to Christian, it's just one of those plays that happens. And then uh, he was trying to give him a chance at the end of the game there. Yep. You try to force it. Younger quarterbacks trying to force it. Is it there? If it's not there, check it down. Throw it away. Something. Just don't give it away. This first hour brought to you by Discover. Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases. No fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All righty, Seaton, what do we have? Poll question to start off this Tuesday morning. It's a timely one Paulie just sent over. NFL trade that should happen. Should happen. NFL trade that should happen. Okay. Uh, Raiders trading Devontae Adams. Okay. Uh, Vikings trading Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Okay. The Cardinals trading Kyler Murray. Ooh. Some of these seem more difficult than others. You're not kidding. That yeah. last one. Yeah. Uh, how about other dot, dot, dot? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, Paul. I have one other, and this is a little more niche, but football people know him. Brian Burns, the edge rusher for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. The last thing, he's a great player. He's in his prime. He's 25. They're going nowhere in the near future. They don't have their number one draft pick and they have nothing to protect uh, their rookie quarterback with, he might be a guy you trade and say, like, we love having this guy, but he's going to be very expensive soon, and we can maybe get a lineman next year. Yeah, it's tricky because when you talk about trading somebody, salary cap implications, how much money are they owed, uh, signing bonuses. I mean, you have to throw in all of this stuff. It's not, uh, uh, you know, it's not as transactional as, hey, we'll give you this for that, and that's it. After this year, Kirk Cousin doesn't have a contract. What's he cost this year? Because you have to fit him into the salary cap this year. I don't think he's expensive, is he, Paulie? No, he got most of his money in the first two-thirds of his contract. This year, he's going to make about uh, $22 million. Okay. And most of it's been paid already. Bargain. Yeah, you could probably get him for the, like, let's say you got him for the last 10 games. You probably owe him uh, $6 million bucks. Okay. But who wants Kirk Cousins? The Jets? J-E-T-S. No, I, I don't think they want that. 
Jets. I think you've got to find out what you have with Zach Wilson. What about the Patriots? And then you sign him in the offseason, and you have a threatening quarterback. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you have. A, I think you said veteran quarterback. <laughs> oh, did you say threatening quarterback? Because it's going to be awesome when he goes to New England with no wide receivers to throw yes, to rather than I, I, the, best I one. Can't, the best one. I can't do that to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> too mean. No, that's way too mean. Yeah, what do he do to deserve that? Yeah. I mean, he drives a minivan. He seems very sensible. Some nice, you know, plaid short sleeve shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. Any other poll questions that we're looking at? Yeah, we got a bunch. Dan. Okay. You kidding me? All right. You kidding me? Okay. Uh, this is a leftover from yesterday, actually. Uh, but if you could start your team with one NFC quarterback, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, other. I whipped that up yesterday to. Oh, my God. Throw a little sauce in the fire. Man, I don't know what this is. It feels like there's this overreaction to Brock Purdy, and then there's an overreaction to Brock Purdy to maybe it's going to settle somewhere in between. Because here's the comparisons I heard yesterday. Now, keep in mind, I was leading the charge saying people need to recognize him as an MVP candidate. I mean, history has shown if you're on one of the top two seeds in your conference, chances are you're going to be one of the whole, or, uh, one of the MVP finalists. You just are. That's what's happened. Quarterbacks win this award. And if he's the best quarterback you know, in his in the NFC, uh, or one of the best. So it's going to be Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy vying for the MVP, at least with N- NFC candidates. And then AFC, you still have Patrick Mahomes in there. I still like Lamar Jackson as a dark horse. But so it went from nobody is giving him respect to now all of a sudden he's Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Yes. And I went, hold on here. Seaton's the only one who thought that he could be Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Let's go. Yes, back Let's in go. college. Yeah. Okay. Eighteen-year-old Brock Purdy. Rex Ryan was talking about this. So Rex has been around football a long, long time. Defensive-minded quarter, uh, you know, coach, and he's looking at him like he's Tom Brady. Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss, who coached under Belichick with Brady, talked about Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Well, he would be more like Joe Montana because Joe had some athleticism there. But let's slow down. Let's bring it back just a little bit here. Yeah, Seaton. Nobody would be comparing him to Joe Montana if he didn't play for the 49ers. That's the only reason he's getting that comparison. Okay, but why is he getting the Tom Brady comparison? Because he was drafted late. <laughs> exactly. And if he wasn't drafted late, he wouldn't be getting those comparisons. Those those are as deep as those comparisons go. They are purely surface level. The first line in the Wikipedia is like, oh, yeah, 49ers. Of course it's Joe Montana. Are you kidding me? Look at this guy. Yeah. Oh, wait, he was drafted late? Yeah, this is the next Tom Brady. Of course he is. Yeah. Was, that's, a, that's as deep as those comparisons go. like, wow, we went from A to Z quickly here. And then we're going to come back a little bit. Um, and also, but I do think, let's say that you had some other quarterback on the 49ers. Um Throw out somebody that has some recognition. What if Kirk Cousins was on the 49ers? No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about somebody who's a young, talented, you know, first-round quarterback. Yeah, yes, Marvin? Mac Jones. No, I'm talking about a good quarterback. Somebody who's, <laughs> wow. somebody who's established here. Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence is on the 49ers, are they going, yeah, he's good, but he's only as good as his weapons? Brock Purdy seems to be only as good as his weapons. 
But if I put another quarterback in there, I think we would probably view the situation different. It's like, man, he came out of nowhere. Here's another thing. How is it that nobody saw this from Brock Purdy? All of these brilliant, defensive-minded people, guys who've been in the game, played the game, coached in the game, and nobody saw the, he's got composure. You know, he's got uh, some athleticism there. You know, he throws his receivers open. All the scouting that's done. This is the last, every team passed on him seven times. I mean, come on. We spend so much time talking about analyzing who's going to be projecting, uh, scouting combine, all of this stuff. Brock Purdy's right there. Right there. Nobody saw it. Why? Yeah, Mark. Are we overanalyzing every single detail of these quarterbacks that we're looking at? And we're looking at physical tools like Anthony Richardson. Like, look at him. He's got all the physical tools. And not Brock Purdy, who's just playing and he's balling out at Iowa State. I think that factors in. We like a shiny object. There's nothing shiny about Brock Purdy. But he wins. Every game he's played at least three quarters, he's undefeated in the NFL. He's 13, you know. Woo! Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Yes, Seaton. I don't think anybody really has any idea who's going to work and who's not. Well, Honestly, like I know people study tape. I know they do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's kind of a crapshoot. And you really just don't know who's going to be able to make the jump to the next level or not. It's, it's, it's more of a guessing game, I think, than people want to say. Okay, but now you're, we're talking about his traits, okay? He's cool under fire. He's got composure. You know, he's got athleticism. He's uh, great on target. All He had one missed throw, uh, and it was to Ayuk the uh, other night. So he's been doing this, so he's right there in front of us. But nobody saw this because he would have gone undrafted. Everybody would have passed on Brock Purdy. How many teams would want Brock Purdy as their quarterback right now? Well, do I get the weapons around him? <laughs> <laughs> I would want the weapons around him. But why, like, Dre Greenlaw uh, Monday night or, or the other night looked like the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. Why did he go in the fifth round? You know what I mean? Like, people, you have no idea. He's not even having to make decisions like who to throw the ball to. He just has to go tackle people. Nobody saw him coming. That dude looks awesome. Yeah, he's got a high motor. He had a hell of a game yeah, for himself. he did. Whoa, how did everybody miss on him? I don't know. The second coming of Lawrence Taylor, Micah Parsons, though, maybe he was occupying uh, everybody else. Greg Greenlaw looked like the next Micah Parsons. <laughs> I mean, how did we miss on that guy? <laughs> yes, Paulie. I went back and looked at uh, Brock Purdy's NFL draft profiles. They're not great. It's very spotty. He's a scrappy runner, not dynamic enough to make up for his shortcomings as a passer, not big arm strength, uh, not super in the pocket under pressure. There's very little complimentary stuff. I went through like four different websites. No one saw it. Like there's not a website that's saying this guy's a gem. You know, he's like a movie. He's like any given Sunday. Everyone overlooks him and then you find him out of nowhere. Yeah. But you have these traits that you want in a quarterback, don't you? Well, he's accurate. He's cool under pressure. He throws receivers open. The two things I don't think you could ever find out is if someone clutch, I don't know how you find that out. I guess maybe watching college tape. Or what's their work ethic after they get paid 
or after they get to the league. Mm. I don't know how you find that out. First one in, last one to leave. Brock hasn't been paid yet, by the way. I know. And can we stop with this damn he's got a roommate? He makes $800,000. It's not like he's making $2.35 an hour, like I did, and I had a roommate. Like, oh, my God, he's got a roommate. It's okay. because of his, his salary, his Mr. Irrelevant salary. He's, he only makes $870,000 a year. Yeah, only. Yes, Marv. But you have to factor in taxes. What? Oh, sure. yeah. I can't wait to some. Bay Area is expensive. California oh, taxes. Bay Area. Area. Yeah, oh. Bay Area. All right. Housing. All right, let's take a break. Just getting started. We're all fired up here. Uh, Brian Erlocker will join us in studio coming up a little bit later on. Dan Orlovsky will stop by as well. Take a break. Back after this. Getting colder outside. We love that. That means the Traeger is fired up and ready to go. Keeping you fed on game day. Traeger's got you covered. Ease, convenience, and that unbelievable, unbeatable wood-fired flavor. With the help from the Traeger app, they've made it possible for you to step away from the grill. Stay in control of what you're doing. You can be watching football. You can be glad-handing people. All you got to do is look at your phone. You can even t- uh, change the temperature. Traeger now offers up to 20% off select grills, 15% off select accessories for military members and first responders. You can find more information on these discounts at Traeger.com. You can't go wrong. They got everything you need. They got uh, sauces and rubs that will perfectly pair with what you're c- cooking on the grill. Join the Traeger hood. Visit Traeger.com, T-R-A-E-G-E-R, Traeger.com, see what's cooking, and remember, use DP Show at checkout. That will get you free shipping. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Settle on a poll question here. Get to phone calls as well. 877-3DP-SHOW. Dodgers lost again to the Diamondbacks, and the questions are starting and uh, pointed in the direction of their manager, Dave Roberts. Skipper, are you more frustrated or angry? Frustrated that you showed signs of trying to get back into the thing, but, but, uh, but angry because of what happened at the end. I wouldn't say angry. I, I thought all night long we had pitch to hit, and um, we just couldn't do much with them. You know, once we got to their pen, you know, we had a, an opportunity. We cashed in on one run, and we could have had a chance for a big inning, couldn't get the, uh, the hit or the situational at bat. I mean, there's certainly fight. There always has been, but it comes down to results, too. Diamondbacks scored three first-inning runs for the second straight game, then held on to beat the Dodgers. So they're up two games to none in the NLDS. And once again, it's a best-of-five. Dodgers are the first team in baseball history to get two innings or less combined from their starting pitchers in the first two games of a playoff game. Uh, And you know the numbers, or at least you should be aware, that uh, teams that go up 2-0 in a best-of-five series win almost 89% of those series. The last time, uh, the teams that won the first two games of a best-of-five series on the road, they win 90% of the time. You have any good news? Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, there is a game three. There is a game three for the Dodgers. Diamondback fans got to be loving this. You know, you probably... You know, you're thinking, all right, teams to beat in the West? Well, the Padres spent all the money. The Dodgers, they got all that talent. Uh, The Giants, Giants are usually competitive. And then you have the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes, Marvin? Does the MLB, more than any other sport, depend on big matchups during the uh, playoffs in the World Series? Oh, man. Baseball's got to be squirming a little bit. You don't have New York. Uh, You know, if you got Arizona in there as opposed to the L.A. market, that one's going to leave a mark. Uh, you know, Minnesota. I mean, baseball will spin it and go, man, we love to see these other cities. You know, new blood in here in the playoffs. <laughs> they, they, want, they want maybe new blood, but they want old money. They want to make sure that you still get money, and you want to make sure you have bigger markets that are going to be – because you're competing with the NFL. Like, you need to have storylines here. You don't have the best player in the game in Otani. Uh, the Braves – an exciting team. Can you get Bryce Harper in there again? No Yankees, no Mets, no Red Sox, no Cardinals, no Giants, and maybe no Dodgers. Yeah, Paul. 
The Arizona Diamondbacks were 84 and 78 this year. They were outscored on the season by 15 runs. The Dodgers won 100 games and outscored their opponents by 207. Yeah. Odds on favorites right now, according to DraftKings, it's the Braves, then the Rangers, Astros, Phillies, Twins, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and then the Orioles. Uh, Bryce Harper got doubled up the uh, final play of the game. And so he's the tying run. He's at first. Ball hit into the gap. And you. I was always taught, now granted, Bryce Harper's forgotten more baseball than I know, but you can't get past second. You have to be right by second. Because if you get past second, now I have to double back. I have to touch second to get all the way back to first. So you're taught, and Bryce Harper has enough speed that I'm assuming if it gets into the gap and the play is not made, he's going to score the tying run. Here is uh, Bryce Harper after the game. Did you think you had a shot to get back, or did you kind of know you were? You were... Yeah, I mean, he's, he made a good play. You know, I probably shouldn't have gone over second base, um, but you know, made a decision, and you know, I'll live with that. Yeah, I mean, just taking a chance. Um, Michael made a great play, uh, and doubled me up. So. Yeah, but the crowd, man, when they doubled up Bryce Harper, wow, that place exploded. Not literally, but uh, the clarification. Yes, you must do that. Because everything is literally. Yeah, literally. No, no, not literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Marvin. If the Dodgers lose tomorrow, is this Dodgers team, Mm. this generation's Atlanta Braves, Mm. the pre- All all those hundred win seasons, division yep. titles, all that, yep. and one World Series. Yeah, yeah. Let's wait and see if that happens first. Let's come back, LA. Yeah, <laughs> I need to see those uniforms. Yeah, that's true. Heaven white. Well, they're going to be on the road now. Ew. going to Arizona. Yes, but yeah, the Dodgers have won their division nine nine of the past ten years. Yeah. Yep. Maybe some parallels there. It's weird to feel bad about having only one World Series. I know. It's the weirdest thing because most people would do anything for one. But it was the same thing with the Braves. They had all of that talent, all that pitching, and they won one. That's it. Uh, Seaton, what's the poll question we're going to go with? We put up there, Dan, what what trade should happen. Okay. Uh, Devontae Adams, Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, Mm, other. 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 Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. Results uh, still pending. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Yes, Paul. Too early to call, as they say. uh, Oh, okay. That 90s Braves squad, 90s through into the 2000s, Mm. 14 times they won the NL East and got one World Series. Get a couple of phone calls in here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Andrew in Washington leads us off. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan and Dennis. Thanks for taking my call. I believe it is 10-10, so it's Fritzy's big D-Day celebration with you-know-who. Brad Favre, same day, same year. Same day, same, same. month, same yeah. year. How about that? All right, yeah. Brad Favre. Yeah, Paulie. Well, That's the guy I, you want to be linked with for life. Oops. <laughs> well, not now, but t- uh, Todd, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, Thank you. Okay. Well, you know, if Todd read the newsletter yesterday, he might want what the Patriots got from the New Orleans Saints in his worst. So just check that newsletter, maybe proofread it before it's sent out to the masses. Um, Also, I do have a trivia question for the room off of Marvin's best yesterday. So only five receivers in NFL history have had 15 catches 
with three touchdowns in a game. Now, of course, one was Jamar Chase on Sunday. One is Jerry Rice because he does everything every other receiver has done. So there's three others. Can the room name any of the three other receivers that have had 15 catches and three touchdowns in a game? Steve Largent. That's one. Good job. Bloop, bloop. Terrell Owens. No. The other one does play for the Seahawks as well. Marvin. DK Metcalf. Close. Tyler Lockett. And the last uh, one mm-hmm. played for the Jags. Allen Robinson? No. Uh, this is a very uh, Polly-esque name. Jimmy Smith. <laughs> Friends call him Jim. Of course, Jimmy Smith. No relation to Joe Johnson. Uh, thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, Michael in Fort Wayne. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind this morning? Hey, good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Quick shout-out to my uncle, who's a professor in the Crappensburg State College of Sanitation Engineering. (laughs) Also, uh, continuing yesterday's discussion of great and useless elective college classes, I took a flower-arranging course at Purdue (laughs) in which there were 100 girls in the class and about five guys, and I was one of them. All right, all right. I like playing the odds there. I like the numbers. Floral arrangement. Yeah, Paulie. Do you want to throw the BS flag on that one? Is that real? I'm going to say it's real. You want the I team to check? I think we should check on it. Yeah. Floral arrangement. Now, it's a real skill. As someone who's worked at a flower shop before, (laughs) uh, it's a real skill. Okay, is it a one credit? I'm assuming. (laughs) For all the florists out there. I'm not going to let them disparage your and work. Now, we go to the newsroom for an I-team investigation. Let's get right to it, All Dan. right, Paulie. Yeah, I'm on the Purdue University website. Uh, Horticulture 360, flower arrangement, indoor plant arrangement. Yeah. Principles of flower arrangement, displays, identification, culture, uh, and use of plants for indoor plantings. Lab fee required, typically fall to spring. Yeah, okay. All right, back to you. Sure. I mean, is that going to help you more than the history of Mesopotamia? Which is more useful day-to-day? Yeah. Okay. I would say flower arrangement, being able to do that. I think Purdue has a really great like uh, lawn care, like a uh, turf management type okay. major. Okay. I've heard that. So people go there to then be like a greenskeeper? Yeah. High-end greenskeeper okay. or someone who would run leagues and mm. turf and stuff. Mm. Okay. Paige in Ohio. Good morning, Paige. What's on your mind today? Hello. Good morning. Hi. Um, am I supposed to start this out by telling you guys, like, my height and weight? It's up to you, Paige. <laughs> um, no, I'm good, but I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, so yesterday, <laughs> I was like, what are all these dudes selling their height and weight for? But uh, yesterday, you guys, I hopped in my fiance's car because I drive it to work. And I don't even know who you guys are. I've never listened to you in my life. But uh, he had it on, and um, he is a 49er fan. So I grew up a Browns fan, so I'm used to losing. And I just, you know, as a Browns fan, we're happy when we lose, but we're even happier when we win, which isn't very often. So my fiancé is a Niners fan, and I've been watching the Niners with him 
And let me tell you how exhilarating it is to watch a team that wins. So I have been converted. I am now a Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey love in person. Okay. But I kept your guys' show on yesterday to tell you. I, was, I called in because everybody just seemed like such negative little Nancys, and I wanted to call and tell you guys how amped I was that the Niners are amazing. And I bought him tickets. He's never been to an NFL game, so we're going to see the Browns. And uh, we're going to see the Browns play the Niners on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yes, Seton. I'm sorry, we've been negative Nancys on the 49ers? No, just everybody calling in yesterday that they gave, they just didn't seem very happy. Well, we, we asked for uh, best and worst of the weekend, so you would have some negatives there. Gotcha. Yeah, the I worst. I didn't have a worst. Well, Paige, thank you for calling in. Doesn't know who we are. Uh, just listening yesterday and uh, called in today. That's a, that's, we have a pretty effective show, though, if she's listened for exactly under three hours and felt the need to call in. That's We must be very compelling. <laughs> and she's not housebound. She didn't like lose a foot or anything yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not she's on the recovering man. from yeah, surgery. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. She, she has a choice to not listen. Okay, we. I, I was asked this yesterday. Um, should we come up with a T-shirt for those on the mend? So you can wear the T-shirt when you're recovering from whatever it is you have. Yes, yeah, Well, we did. We were working on it one point in time. I don't know what happened to it. That remember that game Operation, yeah, where people it's like a board game, and like if you stick the tweezers in and it buzzes you, then yeah, you know you're trying to pull the bone out or livers yeah. or whatever. Yes, we were working on some version of that for like the Dan Patrick Show on the Mend Club. Hmm. Um, I don't know the, but status it looks of it, like though. Todd. Okay, the guy in Operation looks like Todd. There is some similarities there. Yes, and a lot of surgeries. But yeah, I was I was asked by somebody that could we come up with a T-shirt for those of us who are at home on the mend. Looks like a big gauze pad or a band-aid or stitches all the way across the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I mean, we just need to, we, we can't exactly use the operation picture model. How about, Todd, you get naked, and then we just shoot a picture of you. You don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> all right. Play of the Day is up next. More phone calls as well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. 
but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't I mean, even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. 2-2. In the air, out towards right center field. Harris going to go back. Harris back to the warning track. He leaps. Michael's got it. He's got it. They fired it in. And it rolls across the infield. Taken by Riley. He throws in the back. They double him off. Ball game over. Braves win. I've never seen a play like that. And the reason being, it was the first double play involving an outfielder to end a postseason game. Courtesy of the Braves radio network. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Meguiar's, their hybrid ceramic pre-wax prep, newest member to their hybrid ceramic family. Easy to use. The paint is glossy. The color really pops. Back on the road, Meguiar's ceramic made easy. I'm looking at the Niners skill position players. Brock Purdy, seventh round. Brandon Ayuk, the 25th pick of the first round. Debo Samuel was a second round pick. George Kittle, a fifth round pick. And then McCaffrey, they traded second, third, fourth round draft picks to get McCaffrey, who is a high first round draft choice. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today? Well, Dan, I know it's a big pet peeve of yours when somebody asks and then turns around and answers their own question. So I'm not going to do that, but I'm hoping I can stay on the line because I think you and I are going to disagree on this. You've recently asked a few guests if Russell Wilson is playing himself out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 
In a similar vein, is Bill Belichick coaching himself out of the GOAT position? I don't think so. I think you have uh, too much of a resume there uh, with all of those wins, all of those Super Bowl wins. And, and as far as, like, who's close to him in Super Bowl wins? Nobody is. So I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, you think that Bill Belichick is coaching himself out of the GOAT position. I don't see that. I think he's got too much of a head start on everybody. Yeah, Paul. This is not a direct comparison, but Michael Jordan with the Wizards, long-term did nothing to hurt him. Short-term was not pleasant. Long-term did nothing. Mm. Yeah, Mark. And I think Russell Wilson was on his way to the Hall of Fame. He wasn't a surefire Hall of Famer. Like, you know what? If I continue the way I'm going right now, then I'll be in the Hall of Fame. He wasn't yeah, but a- Doug was talking about coaching yourself out of being the greatest coach of all time. Belichick is already in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's going there, obviously. We're talking about, is he still going to be the greatest coach of all time? Who would be second? I mean, I guess Don Shula, Chuck Knoll. But Chuck Knoll, after he won his last Super Bowl, uh, Pittsburgh was sort of mired in mediocrity there. I don't think they did anything for like five years. Um, You know, Don Shula, later in his career. Yeah, Pauline. Yeah, it is weird. That, like, even if you don't like Belichick, there's a lot of people don't like him. The, the numbers are just too strong. It, it's it, there's nothing you could do about it. No, yeah, Marv. Yeah, franchises have five and six Super Bowls. Brady and Belichick have six, so I think they're yeah, okay I, where they are. Yeah, and he also won a, a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator with the Giants. So he's you know he's decorated and rightfully so. He'll go down. And history is the greatest coach of all time. Plus, the longevity part of this. To have sustainable success as long as he's had. Now, they did have a dip there where there were quite a few years where they weren't competing for a Super Bowl. But, yeah, Belichick's greatest coach of all time. Uh, Eric in Oregon. Hi, Eric. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm a first-time caller and a long-time listener. Five foot ten, 185 pounds. I was calling because I wanted to propose my idea for a college football restructuring. Hmm. Okay. Right. If I just jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. Give me. All give right. me thirty sec- Give me your uh, elevator pitch here. Sure. So first, it requires that college football spins off into its own conferences and are not attached to the traditional conferences with all the other sports. So you're going to get two groups of eighty teams split into an upper tier and a lower tier. Each tier creates eight conferences with 10 teams in each conference. Then each team plays the other teams in their conference, resulting in nine regular season games. All the one and two seeds at the end of the nine games play in a playoff for the championship. All the other seeds do the same to create like bowl games. And the seven and eight seeds are relegated. One and two seeds from the lower conference get promoted at the end of the season. Is this a class project for you, Eric? No, it's just something I came up with years ago, and people laughed at me because they said, oh, the traditional conferences will never go away. But now that they are, I feel like I've got my chance. Well, if everybody is playing by the same rules, because with NIL, you're not. And Georgia is still going to be great. And Alabama is going to be great. This, you know, Michigan's going to be great. Ohio State's going to be great. If I look at the NFL, the Patriots were winning a Super Bowl. Now they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. That wouldn't happen in Georgia or Alabama or Michigan because they play by different rules. If you have better NIL, 
you're going to be able to spend more money. Now, if you have a salary cap, then maybe you could make this work. I love relegation. I'm one of the first people brought up relegation years ago. I think it would be wonderful. Yeah, Seaton. I don't know if I completely agree with NIL as stacking the deck for the bigger teams anymore. Okay. And I know we've talked about this before, but just to me, the fact that Alabama is all of a sudden struggling this year and Nick Saban immediately was like, we got to get more money because Texas A&M is, you know, they got a hundred million dollars and we don't have Nick Saban was crying poverty about their NIL uh, funds or whatever. You know what I mean? So I almost feel like it's actually NIL levels the playing field more than people thought. Uh, So what's Georgia doing different than everybody else? Uh, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we could follow that thread if you want. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, Marvin. I mean, but Georgia's just got dominant. There was a good thirty-year stretch where they weren't. Right. Okay. What changed? Nil, baby, and they got great big guys. Yes. Man, I would spend all my money on offensive and defensive all linemen. Day. Oh, I, like, <laughs> give me those guys. Yes, Eaton. I would. I would. Not exactly go out on a limb to say I think that money has helped Georgia become great immensely. Yeah. Right. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yes, uh, Paulie? NIL can help you buy your way in for a recruit. You know, you usually in the past 20 years you went to LSU or Alabama because it's a pipeline of the pros and then you get paid. Missouri, University of Missouri football, got a top five recruit of this year for next year coming to their campus, and he's going to probably get paid by their collective. He'd be their number one target. They are – Little, some recruits are going to get poached by mid-level teams that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. But I, I like that you're going to have college football kind of create its own divisions. It's going to be like the NFL model, and maybe you have 60 teams in there. I like relegation. But you have to play by the same rules from the standpoint of how much money you can spend. And then if you do that, you could you know win nine games and win your division and host a playoff game, just like you have in the NFL. Hour two coming up. Brian Erlocker is in the building. Check up with the check out what the uh, Hall of Famer has to say. Dan Orlovsky in the final hour. It's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.